sermon from Garden City Methodist Church. We want to invite you to worship with us each Sunday at 10.30 a.m., either in person or online. You can come to our beautiful sanctuary at 62 Varnado Avenue, Garden City, Georgia, or you can worship with us online as we stream our services at GardenCityUMC.com. Well, we are starting a new Advent series today, and it's called Prepared. Because Advent is a season of preparation, like Vicki said in the children's moment. Advent is a time for us to prepare our hearts for the coming of the Lord. It's when we remember those hundreds of years after the canon of the Old Testament closed, before Jesus was born, where people were kind of just waiting, waiting for something to happen, waiting for a Savior to come. It was a time of preparation for them. A lot of them didn't, didn't meet that challenge of preparing. So today, we're going to start in kind of a, a weird Advent text, but it's why it's in the lectionary for today. And it's uh, Matthew chapter 24, starting with verse 36. Jesus is in the middle of this talk about the, the, the day of the Lord is what he's calling it. So let's read what Jesus has to say. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and living, giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken away and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Have you all ever seen the show used to come on TV called Doomsday Preppers? You know, these, it's, a, it's a show about people who were preparing their lives for some kind of doomsday. I never was big into the show, but after reading this passage, I, I started watching it a little bit. And a lot of these folks are prepared for the collapse of the U.S. dollar. That's what they're worried about. They're, they're worried that the dollar... The, the value of the dollar is going to collapse so much that it will be basically worthless. And so they are hoarding other things that they can use to trade when the whole economy collapses. So I, I watched one where this guy was growing a vineyard and collecting all these bottles of wine because he figured that once the dollar collapses, alcohol is still going to be valuable and he can use that to trade for whatever he wants. Um, most of these folks have an underground bunker that they have built so that if the a bomb goes off, they can, they can be safe underground. And it's an interesting show because these folks are spending tons of money. Yeah, underground bunker ain't cheap, y'all. Tons of money and tons of time preparing for something that most of us don't even have on our radar. 
right? They're, they're, they're so concerned about this future doomsday. And most of us are going about our lives not even thinking about it. But they're, if, if the doomsday comes, then these folks are going to be proven right. And if it never comes, then they're going to look a little foolish. But this passage, Jesus seems an awful lot like a doomsday prepper, doesn't he? The Son of Man is coming. You don't know when it's going to happen. It'll be like the days of Noah when one person's standing in the field, one of them is left behind, and the other one gets swept away. So keep on alert. Stay awake. You don't know when the thief's going to break into your house, so you'd better watch guard. Jesus sounds like he's instructing people to worry about some kind of doomsday that's coming. And a lot of times we read this passage and we think that it's about the second coming. I mean, you're talking about the second coming, the, the coming of the Son of Man. And we kind of use this passage to talk about, I don't know, some kind of rapture or something that's going to happen. I'm not sure that that's what Jesus was exactly talking about. The context of this whole passage is that he's prophesying the destruction of the temple, which ended up happening in 70 AD. If you look back at the beginning of this whole talk that he's giving, he's talking about the temple being destroyed. And so I kind of think that he is preparing people for this future doomsday, but it's a doom of the temple and the, the overthrow of Jerusalem. And he's saying, y'all be, better be prepared for this. But my question is, why would we be talking about this passage on the first Sunday of Advent? Right? Advent's not supposed to be about doomsday prepper Jesus. Advent is supposed to be about baby Jesus in a manger, cute and sweet and precious, and shepherds and angels, right? Not watch out because everything you love might be gone someday. But the thing is, Advent is a season of preparation. Advent is a time when we're supposed to be preparing ourselves for the coming of Jesus. And so while we might not be preparing for doomsday, we do need to listen to what Jesus has to say about how important it is to be prepared. So what are we preparing for? Okay, so... I think that Jesus in general was talking about the destruction of the temple, but the, the fact of the matter is Jesus is coming back someday, right? There will be a second coming of Jesus. Scripture's clear about that. And I think that it might not be a bad idea to be prepared for that. <coughs> so I think the second coming is one thing that we should be prepared for. Prepare our hearts for, for Jesus coming back. And you know, the, the thing about that is like every generation thinks that they're going to be the generation that sees Jesus come back. Um, and so far, all of them have been wrong. But one day, someone's going to be right about that. And so we need to be prepared, not in such a way that we fail to live our lives right now, but in such a way that when Jesus comes back, we're not caught doing something foolish. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. So the second coming is something that we need to be prepared for. But I'll tell you what, if Jesus doesn't come on in our generation, there's something else we need to be prepared for. 
one of these days, all of us are going to die, right? And that's, that's our choices. Either Jesus comes back and takes us or we're going to die. And that's something that we need to be prepared for. So I was going to just reference this song. And you don't see the thing about being prepared to die is that you don't have to be like morbid about it. You don't have to be like obsessed with your own death, but you need to look at it realistically. This is going to happen to me someday. So how am I going to deal with it? How is my heart going to be prepared? How is my soul going to be prepared? How are my stuff going to be prepared for my kids? That's the kind of stuff we have to look at, frankly, because we got to be prepared because this is going to happen. <clears throat> so I was going to reference this song by Rich Mullins. I know, Matt's talking about a Rich Mullins song. He's like one of my heroes of the faith. <clears throat> but I was listening to this song, thinking about, about um, set, referencing it in my sermon, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to play it for him. So uh, we're going to pause real quick, and I'm going to play you this song, because when I think about being prepared for death, Rich Mullins is like, he was like a prophet about it. He wrote this song, I think it was on his very first album, and it's called Elijah. And um, it's about being prepared to die. And then when he did die, tragically in a car accident, you look back at that song and you're like, oh my gosh, he was ready. He, he wasn't surprised by this at all. He was ready for this, and his heart was there. So I'd like to sing you this song called Elijah. And just listen to the words, if I don't cough all the way through them. As we are in a season of preparation, just think about how he was prepared and how maybe we can get better prepared. Hope I'm in tune still. Jordan is waiting for me to cross through. My heart is aging, I can tell. So Lord, I'm asking for one last favor from you. Here's my heart, take it where you will. This life has shown me how we're mended and how we're torn. How it's okay to be lonely as long as you're free. Sometimes my ground was stony, sometimes covered up with thorns. Only you can make it what it had to be. And now that it's done, if they dress me like a pauper, if they dine me like a prince If they lay me with my fathers Or if my ashes scatter to the wind I don't care When I leave I want to go out like Elijah With a whirlwind fuel my chariot of fire When I look back on the stars It'll be like a candlelight in Central Park friends 
Sometimes this has bent me to the ground Now that this is all ending I want to hear some music once again Cause it's the finest thing That I have ever found But the Jordan is waiting Though I ain't ever seen the other side Still they say you can't take in the things you have here so on the road to salvation, I stick out my thumb and he gives me a ride. And his music is already falling on my ears. There's people been talking, they say they're worried about my soul. Well, I'm here to tell you I'll keep rocking, till I'm sure it's my time to roll. And when I do, when I leave, I want to go out like Elijah. Central Park And it won't break my heart To say goodbye When I leave I want to go out Like Elijah With a whirlwind to fuel my chariot of fire When I look back on the stars It'll be like a candlelight In Central Park And it won't break my heart to say goodbye. Thanks, y'all. So, I mean, that's part of what we need to be prepared for, though. You know, he, he was prepared. It won't break my heart to say goodbye because I know what's coming next. I'm prepared in my heart for what is going to happen when I die. I love that about him. I, I love the testimony of that song. But another thing we need to prepare for is the incarnation. The incarnation of Jesus coming to earth. And the thing about Jesus coming to earth is that it was not just a one-time event. It wasn't just a one-time thing that happened on a first Christmas in a manger. But once Jesus came to earth, he was incarnate and remains incarnate. He died and he rose again. He still has a human body. He, he ascended into heaven, but he still got that human body there. And so I think that one of the things about Advent is that we need to prepare our hearts for Jesus to show up in our lives. For Jesus to move in power. Just as the people of the Old Testament prepared their hearts for the coming of a Messiah in the flesh, we prepare for that same Messiah to move in our midst. What if we prepared our hearts for a revival, even if we didn't know when it was going to show up? What if we believed that Jesus Christ was going to move in our community and it was coming one of these days and like a thief in the night, we don't know when, but if we stay awake and believe that it's going to happen and prepare for it, we'll be ready when he comes. And the truth is we need to prepare for all of the above. 
We need to prepare for the second coming. We need to prepare for our own death. We need to prepare for Jesus to move in our midst. I think Jesus was telling them about this preparation message because people in general have a tendency to sleepwalk through life until it's too late. We love the status quo. We love thinking that things aren't going to change from the way they are right now. But guess what? They definitely are. When I was in college, you guys know this, I flunked out of Georgia Tech um, after three semesters. But here's the thing. I knew what my grades were that whole time. I was getting back tests the whole time that were F's, like in the 30s. I'd get back a test that was a 30, and I'd be like, all right, whatever. And I'd keep living the way I was living, not going to class, not studying, not doing my homework. And then I'd get back a whole report card and be like, C, D, F, F, C. And I'd say, well, I guess I'll do better next time. But guess what I did in order to do better next time? Nothing. I kept not going to class. I kept not studying. I kept not applying myself. I did that for three semesters. And then when I went home for Christmas that sophomore year, I knew what my grades were. I knew that I'd had three semesters of failing grades. Did I pack up my dorm room to go home because I knew I wasn't coming back? No. Because I thought, I don't know what I thought. I just kept living the same way no matter what. All the signs were there. I saw them. I knew them. And yet I failed to act on them because it just, for some reason, I thought it couldn't happen to me. So when I got that letter at my parents' house over Christmas break that said, hey, how about you not come back? I was surprised for some reason. Why? Why was I surprised? I knew the whole time. But I was shocked. Oh my gosh, I flunked out. How could I have flunked out? Well, it's because you didn't go to class, idiot. (sighs) But how often do we live our lives like this? We see the signs. We know what's going on. We know what Jesus is going to be up to, but when it happens, we still get surprised by it. My goodness. We live our lives sleepwalking through unless someone or something shakes us awake. And that's why I think Jesus wants us to be prepared. I think we can prepare a little bit like the doomsday preppers from the TV show. The first thing that those folks do to prepare is that they make a space, right? They build their underground bunker. They figure once... Once the, I can't say that in church. Once it happens, once the the big event happens, um, I was going to say something about a ventilation system. But anyway, (laughs) once it happens, then we're going to need stuff. And so I build the space for my stuff. I think we need to build spaces in our lives for Jesus to prepare. I don't know about you, but even as a preacher, I schedule Jesus out of my days a lot of times. 
I pack my days from beginning to end, and I don't leave any margin, any space for me to encounter Jesus. So I think the first thing we can do is build that space. Build that, that space for Jesus to inhabit our days. The second thing that preppers do is they, they stock that space with important stuff. Now, depending on which, what they think the emergency is going to be, that's how they, they prep it. So they, they, some people pack all their space with food and water. Some people pack it with wine, apparently. Some people pack it with a bunch of guns if they think it's going to be a violent doomsday. We need to fill the space that we clear for Jesus with good, virtuous deeds and devotion. One of the things we talked about today in Sunday school was that we spend so much time worrying about what's going on in the world and so little time actually loving our neighbors, actually loving mercy and walking humbly with our God and doing justice. We can spend so much more time, we can fill our spaces worrying less and helping more. Fill the space that we've cleared out with virtuous deeds and devotion to Jesus and just walking humbly with our God. The third thing that preppers do that I think we can, we can help keep ourselves prepared is keep an eye out. You know, these preppers, they're, they're monitoring the signs of the financial market. They're watching China like a hawk. Every day they're logging on and seeing what are the signs of the, the currency. But I think we can keep an eye out for some signs too. What is the Spirit doing around us? How is God working in my neighbor's lives? How is God moving in my family? What's God up to? Keep an eye out for the signs of what Jesus is doing so that you can join beside him. So often part of, of sleepwalking through life is just not even paying it, like, like me at college, just not even paying attention to the signs, not even listening to what Jesus is trying to say. But when we're awake, we look at what Jesus is doing. And the last thing we can do that preppers are good at is believe that it's coming. The reason they, they put all of this effort into building all of this stuff is because they believe with all of their heart that, that the doomsday is coming. And so stay awake. Believe that Jesus is coming again. Believe that our own deaths are coming. Believe that Jesus is going to move and he's going to work in power in our lives. And we don't know when, but one of these days, God is going to move. And so we got to stay awake to that fact and prepare. Now, there is one big difference between a doomsday prepper and the way I think Jesus wants us to prepare. The doomsday preppers are doing everything out of fear. We're afraid of what's going to happen in the future. And so we're kind of to prepare out of fear to mitigate that bad stuff. And we prepare out of hope. We prepare because we know that even when we die, we have hope that Jesus is going to raise us one day and we're going to be in heaven with him. We prepare because we know that when Jesus comes again, it won't be a doomsday 
It will be a day of joy and, and rejoicing for God's people. We prepare because we have hope that Jesus is going to move in power and bring a revival and change lives. We don't prepare out of fear. We prepare out of a sense of hope, a deep hope. So how are you doing today? Are you prepared or are you sleepwalking? I know most of the time I'm probably sleepwalking. Are you just coasting through life, believing that nothing's ever going to change? Or are you ready for what God's going to do when God shows up and moves? I know I want to be prepared. So today, during our final song, we're going to sing, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. This great Advent song of preparing. If you feel like you're unprepared for Jesus to move, if you feel like you've been coasting through and sleepwalking, I want to invite you to come to the altar today and commit to waking up. Let's stand and sing our final song.